Welcome to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the latest marketing trends, tools, and tips, and provide you with the top resources you need to thrive and make your marketing mesmerizing. And now, here's your host, Dimple Dang. Hi, everyone. I'm Dimple. Welcome to another episode of the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. Today, I'm here with Robert Hanna, and we're going to be talking about how to grow your business and brand with LinkedIn. It's the one platform that sometimes seems like it's forgotten about. It may not be as sexy as Instagram, but believe me, it is a powerhouse. And I am so excited that I have Robert Hanna here, who's going to be telling us how he uses it. And Robert is a legal recruiter in the UK. And Robert, I'd love it if you can give a introduction for the audience. Thank you so much, Dimple. Pleasure to be here. Rob Hanna. I am a top 1% recruiter and recruitment business founder and investor. And I help lawyers secure their dream jobs. And also the super proud host of the Legally Speaking podcast, which is in the top 2.5% of all podcasts globally. So super excited to be talking about LinkedIn as I was recently ranked as a LinkedIn top 100 rising star. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. So tell us a little bit more about that designation. Yeah, absolutely. So it's based on how consistent and the content that you are bringing to LinkedIn. There is a an organization called the results formula where they are regularly looking for emerging creators or people who are actively contributing to the platform and tracking their performance in terms of number of followers, engagement levels. And so as a result of that, people reach out to you to let you know where you were ranked and I was very fortunate this year to be part of that uh, top 100 and there's a number of emerging creators and LinkedIn as a platform as a whole are really trying to encourage more content creators than historically rather than content consumers so hopefully following today we can spark some more uh, creativity and get some more creators to the platform and I'm happy just to share some of my my top tips around that as well. Awesome thank you so much Robert. Let's start with some of the features of LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn has come a long way. You know, it's in the past like 12 to 16 months. I would love it if you can walk us through what some of the new and exciting developments have been and some of the features. Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Dimple. So I think one of the features that I have recently used, which uh, LinkedIn has rolled out, is creator mode. So for those who are not familiar with creator mode on LinkedIn, this is a setting that LinkedIn has on your personal profiles for members who regularly create content on the platform. So why it's useful, it can be a helpful tool to help you grow your following or establish a presence on the platform and build community. We talk a lot about community nowadays and also get discovered more by your ideal client. So according to LinkedIn, there's already been a 50% increase in conversations since last year because users are actually creating more content to share and build conversations around the world. So what does actually create a mode do? And how do you actually turn it on? Um, It basically changes your profile. So historically, you would have the connect button on your LinkedIn profile. When you turn creator mode on, instead of the connect button, your primary profile call to action will be changed to follow. 
So you can immediately see as a platform, they're trying to um, amass more people to getting more followers and building that as a kind of signal of strong content creators. Then the number of your followers will actually be displayed in your LinkedIn profile intro. And then you can add hashtags into your display topics that you write about. And this is super important. You're allowed up to five hashtags to include when you turn creator mode on. So for myself, I have chosen five hashtags related to content that I talk about. So as I mentioned at the start, I own a legal recruitment firm and I'm also a podcaster and investor. So the five hashtags that I use related to my industries and topics of discussions is one, lawyers, two, podcasts, three, recruitment, four, legal careers, and five, entrepreneurship. So I'm very centralized around the key hashtags that I'm going to be writing about, because that's obviously going to help me with rankings. Other things that Creator Mode allows you to do, you can also now put a profile video on top of your profile picture where you can record and have a video where, again, it gives you the option to have a call to action. So in that video, you can introduce yourself, introduce your services. You can even get that branded up if you have video editors or people who are able to do that for you. And you can say, hey, this is what I do. This is the problem that I solve. And if you want to get in touch, this is how you do it. And it's a great way for you to show, put the, the face or behind the voice. It's a great way to bring your human side out. And it's a great way, again, to get increased visibility and curiosity with your profile why? Because most people haven't got one of those yet. So you can get early mover advantage. And then your LinkedIn profile will be reordered. And this is another great point with having creator mode to show your featured any activity sections first. And that's really, really helpful because you want to have your featured content. This is where you can really showcase what you do or how you stand out from your competition. So we'll talk about that in a little bit more. And your activity section will showcase more than your recent content. It will actually have your likes, your comments and other activity. So I think it's super important when you turn on creator mode to utilize all of the features. Now, if you have access to creator mode, you'll see the option as well to turn this feature on your LinkedIn dashboard. Do it. That's the way to do it. If you go to your LinkedIn profile, you'll see creator mode. You can just click on and it's very, very straightforward. And hopefully you'll be able to see it there and utilize it. It also, you can offer your take on LinkedIn news and highlights. I think that's another great, great aspect. For those who are not familiar where LinkedIn news is, if you go onto your homepage, you'll see in the top right-hand side, hopefully LinkedIn news. Now, why is this relevant to creator mode? Because what's trending in the news that is most likely going to be some of the most talked about things on LinkedIn. So if you can utilize your hashtag and actually produce content related to what's in LinkedIn news, but related to your circle of influence and use those hashtags you turn on creator mode, that's obviously going to increase your visibility and optimize where you sit on the platform. So I'm just a massive advocate for uh, creator mode and it takes a bit of time. So you have to stick with it, but it does work out in the end and it's there to really support and endorse content creators. So I hope that helps. Um... Yeah. Thank you so much, Robert. Yeah, I do have a couple of questions. So one is, does everyone have access to creator mode or is it only available to select people? 
So that's a really good question. So LinkedIn has been rolling this out for many, many months now. So it should be all but available to a number of users on the, the platform. If you haven't got it for whatever reason, your best thing to do is actually to re reach out to the LinkedIn support and say that you are going to be actively creating content. And this is the types of content that you're looking to do. And I've known people who have been able then to get creator mode switched on. And just to be crystal clear, it's where on your profile, you scroll down from your headline section, you'll see your dashboard and it will have where your profile is viewed, number of posts viewed and search appearances. Underneath there, it will have creator mode. So if it's not there above my network, salary insights or my insight, uh, my items, then I would suggest doing that that piece about reaching out to, to, to LinkedIn to see if you can get it. But I, I do think more and more people do have access Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. And I know you spoke a little bit about hashtags. Is there a preferred number of hashtags that we should be using on LinkedIn when we're posting something? What are your thoughts on that? Is there a guideline? Yes. So this is hotly debated and has changed over a period of time with LinkedIn. Some people said three, some people say five. I'm personally working to uh, three currently with three hashtags. That seems to be working better for me, but I would certainly not advocate for more than five hashtags. So I would work on the basis of three to five and I would just monitor how your engagement is along the way and then look at uh, changing it. But three to five is the recommended. Awesome. Awesome. That's good to know. Because when you think about it, Robert, every platform is so different because on Instagram, right, it's up to 30 hashtags, right? And, and LinkedIn, you're saying three to five. So this is the key. And even though LinkedIn, people don't find it to be like the sexy platform, but I have to say, it is a platform that really is very robust and powerful. And one of the reasons why I think it's really powerful is like the power of search engine optimization that it has, the power of SEO, because there's something called articles on LinkedIn that you can write your own articles and those rank organically on Google. And I think it's another great way to be found on page one of Google as an industry professional for what you do. So I would love it, Robert, if you can talk to us a little bit more about articles and if you're using them, how you're using them, if you're not using them, what are your thoughts on articles? Because I see that there's huge opportunity for business owners and for lawyers and for doctors and for entrepreneurs and everybody to really build their personal brand with writing content through articles. Yeah, thank, thank you, Dimple. So this is note to myself. This is do as I say, not as I do. I should be producing more articles on LinkedIn. And it's certainly something I'm going to be doing. I produce a lot of content and I'm a very active content creator. But articles are really going to help all of us. So I would encourage people to try and write multiple blog posts each month focusing on the key words for your particular niche with quality content and truly trying to answer the questions that your readers are really asking for and hitting those pain points. So whilst LinkedIn used to be considered very much this glorified network of impressive CVs and resumes, it has now fast forward to becoming a social networking site with real content opportunity. So I'm just going to sort of let people know LinkedIn is one of the 
biggest business to business channels that marketers use to promote distribution of their content with 94% in this category. So that even beats the likes of Twitter and other well-known platforms that we use. The impressions of content, and I think this is super important, so how much content on LinkedIn is viewed, stands at around 36 billion impressions per month. So that's nearly half a trillion a year. Of the 250 or so million active LinkedIn users, a very small percentage of those actually write articles. It's in a few million. So what that actually means, those group of people who are garnering, basically making the most of those billions of views are really capitalizing on that monthly. Be one of the few that attract a lot of those eyeballs that are already there. And LinkedIn, amongst all other social networks, accounts for 50% of all business-to-business website traffic. So there's a real compelling argument based on those statistics and basically strategies why we should be writing articles. On top of sort of some of the tips around articles, and some of these points are fairly self-explanatory, but just to make sure that you get as much um, bang for your buck, point one, don't lie. I think it's so, so important. You can't pull the wool over your reader's eyes. So always tell the truth to your readers and make your content your own. This is a very important point. Never duplicate content. So what I mean by that, search engines are constantly looking for plagiarism on the web. So they do this to obviously safeguard our precious original content that we've spent hours putting together. But the problem lies in the fact that the algorithms clearly aren't human and therefore they cannot know that a duplicate content on LinkedIn or any other platform originated from your website. So in short, what you don't want to do is copy and paste something from your website straight to to, to LinkedIn because that will obviously rank badly because as smart as the algorithm is, it's still not quite as smart as us. So we must account for those sort of search boxes, bots ignorance and look at different ways. So we can paraphrase, we can restructure our content from the website, blog post, your social media platforms without that sort of affecting your search ranking. So that's a really important point. The other things to mention about articles, your audience is busy. We've already seen how many other social media platforms there are and the emergence of video content and everyone looking to to get attention. So you've got to get to the point with your articles. Keep it simple and keep it succinct if you can. Try to do it less than a thousand words. I'd say between 500 to 700 is ideal. You can also add an image just to break it up to the article. You know, creative freedom is encouraged on LinkedIn now more than it used to. Obviously, add the hashtag to the audience so they can find them. And as I said before, just don't duplicate written content on your website. It's important that your content to LinkedIn is unique. That's what's going to get you standing out. And the other important thing as well, we talk about being human. Be human in your articles. So speak colloquially. You don't necessarily have to be overly formal in the way that you write. Write is the way you would like to be known. So express some human content because the audience wants to be engaged. So also, if you have in lingo, so industry lingo or acronyms or abbreviations related to your industry remember you're writing for your audience make sure you write like that because they're the people you obviously want to become your your fans who are regularly going to be reading your articles so 
Ensure when it comes to articles, don't duplicate and leverage your expertise. LinkedIn is more than just a portal for CVs. I think we're all aware of that now. So it is a bona fide social network and it's waiting for people to take advantage of it. There's endless opportunities there, particularly with articles. So publish valuable content and you'll see you'll be quickly seen as an authority on the topic that which you wish to be known for. And obviously that's going to start conversations. It's going to drive leads and it's going to be overall good for your brand and um, business. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, absolutely, Robert. And I just want to touch on a couple of things that you shared with us. And one of them is about duplicate content, which I have to agree with you 100% on that. You never want to have duplicate content, right? What happens is if you have duplicate content, let's say you have a blog post on your website, and you take that and copy and paste it and think you can put it into a LinkedIn article, now what's going to happen is your website is going to get penalized by Google and it's going to not show your content and your blogs to anybody, which is what you don't want to happen. So you really, really have to be conscious that Google does not like plagiarism. Google does not like you posting the same content on multiple platforms. Like, for example, I write for Attorney at Law magazine and I write on social media and marketing and their online publication, and they also have a print publication, right? But I can't just take those articles and then decide I want to put them on my website blog. I would actually have to take those articles and I would have to come up with a new article based on some of the bullet points of what the topic is about. Because when you duplicate content, you will get penalized by Google. And then if your website was ranking, your website's no longer going to rank and it can even get blacklisted. So, I mean, what Robert shared with you guys about don't duplicate your content is very important. You have to create original content. And if you're ever stuck on how do I create an original content? What do I write about? Some of the things to think about are one, whatever industry you're in, whatever it is that you do, think about when your clients come to you, what are some of the most commonly asked questions that they always ask you? Start writing those down because you're going to see a pattern. You're going to see a theme. And you can use that to say, okay, you know what, this can be a LinkedIn article, because people always ask me this question. So I might as well create content on it. That's one great way to do that. The other great way to do that is you can go to Google and you can go to this website. It is called answerthepublic.com. Again, it's called answerthepublic.com. And you can put in a keyword. For example, you can put in you can put in like LinkedIn marketing or something and you can see what do people want to know about LinkedIn. You're going to hit the enter button. It's going to generate a wheel of questions and then you're going to see like colors associated. The ones that are in the darker green are more popular. And what happens is those are the questions that you can turn into content ideas. You can even export those. There's a button on the right hand corner to export and you can put that into a CSV file. You can make a column for blog topics, content, platforms. You can say, I want to create an article for LinkedIn. Okay, LinkedIn. Maybe I want to create an Instagram reel. Okay, so you can put all that. And you can do, I believe, two searches for free without having to get a paid account there. So if you do that for the next five days, you will literally have your entire content marketing strategy for the next 60 to 90 days. And you can use those titles as content ideas to do articles on LinkedIn. So articles are something that I highly recommend 
that everyone should be looking into creating on LinkedIn, even if you don't have too much time, commit to doing one a month to start with. And and then if you can commit to two, that's great. So Robert, that's great. Thank you so much for talking to us about articles. If there's anything else you want to share about articles, feel free. Otherwise, I'd love to hear your thoughts on polls because I know LinkedIn polls are really, really hot right now. So yes, thank, thank you, Dimple. And I'm definitely going to talk about polls because I'm a big advocate for them. But I also just briefly want to to talk about the social selling index on uh, LinkedIn. So for those of you who may not be familiar with this, I would want everyone in the audience, if you're actively listening, to, to type into Google www.linkedin.com forward slash sales forward slash SSI, which stands for social selling index. Now, what this does, the social selling index on LinkedIn, that measures the strength of your profile and presence. So SSI is scored on a score from zero to 100. And that's broken down into four categories, all worth 25 points each. So if you score between naught and 40, that suggests you're probably not very active on uh, LinkedIn. If you're between 40 and 50, that would suggest that you've completed your profile and the basics. Between 50 and 60, that means you probably comment and you post your own content, which is good. If you get north of 60, that means that you're doing well on all accounts. So between 60 and 70 means you're pretty good. 70 to 80, that means you're way above average on the platform and people should follow you as a good example. And if you're in 80 to 90, LinkedIn basically thinks you're a bit of a rock star and you probably will have lots of followers already on the platform. And if you're between 90 and 99, then you're basically a LinkedIn superstar and you have unholy powers that I could only dream of achieving. So that's just a rough guide. And I mentioned that because it's really important to know how you're performing on the platform. And this links nicely to features that you could be using to help you increase your SSI, which one of those is, as Dimple very kindly mentioned, is polls. I think polls are a great way to engage your audience. So LinkedIn has a feature now to create polls that your audience can interact with. So this is a great way for you to drive quick engagement and also gain valuable insights from your connections. You can also use LinkedIn polls for a bit of fun, hypothetical questions, or just to get your audience involved. So I've been utilizing these a hell of a lot. So even today, if you go to my LinkedIn profile, I did a poll related to my circle of influence, which is I'm a recruiter. So I said, how long is acceptable to wait for feedback after a submission for a vacancy? Have your say in my poll. I put one day, one week, one to two weeks within the space of nearly seven hours. I already have nearly 1,100 votes and I have over 40 one and a half thousand views. Now, of course, I'm very active and I'm an active contributor on the platform, but there's no other social media platform that I could get that level of reach through polls because I'm not as advanced on Instagram and not advanced on all of the other platforms. So it's about doubling down. And I used 
three hashtags. I used hashtag recruitment, hashtag job search, hashtag vacancy. And remember, recruitment is one of my creator mode hashtags. So that helps. In terms of a couple of other tips for polls, the great way to get engagement is through yes or no answers. So simple questions for a yes or no. Or if you're trying to drive more engagement, create, ask a question or put something thought provoking, but leave off the most obvious answer. Why? Because you can put the option other comment below. And of course, if you've left off the obvious answer, most people are going to be inclined to comment and actually put something in the comments to say, well, hey, no, this is the obvious answer. And this is the reason why. And that's great, because those comments are going to help optimize that post. More people are going to see it. Most people might like and engage with that. And that, again, is going to help you get extra reach. The other important thing to note about polls, a lot of people are quite happy to take part in a poll because it's anonymous. So people can't see that they've taken part in that particular poll. Whereas if someone likes and comments, people can see that they've actually liked and commented. And I know a number of my followers will not like and comment for certain reasons. Maybe they're worried about uh, confidentiality if they're going through a job search or whatever it may be, but they will take part in my polls. So it's a great way to see how engaged your community and audience is. And don't stop there. Remember, LinkedIn is a business-to-business platform. If you've seen someone who has contributed or added something to your poll, it's a great way to reach out to say, hey, thanks so much for taking part in my poll. I love the fact that you chose this answer. That seems to be X, Y, and Z. It's a great way to start a conversation and to get into the DMs. So don't just look at it in terms of vanity metrics. Actually look at who has been engaging with you in the, in your poll and use that to actually start discussions to develop and win new business. So many people who have been silent or ghost followers, I have been able to reactivate and start discussions with through the utilization of polls. So I'm a big advocate for them. So I hope that helps. Yeah, it really, really does. So Robert, thank you so much for sharing all of that information about polls. I think polls are amazing. I love that fact too, that it's anonymous, because I agree, people sometimes don't want to comment on even an article or a post because they don't want their competition to see what they're doing or they don't want maybe if someone was saying, hey, are you in the market? If let's say Robert's poll said, are you in a market for a new job? They don't want to comment that because maybe they're working at an organization, but they don't want their employer to know that they are job hunting, right? But with the poll, the cool thing is it can be done anonymously. So that's the advantage of that. So I love that. And I guess my question, I want to go back to the SSI for a moment, Robert. I wanted to know if you ran that test for yourself. Yes. So my score is 83. So out of 100, which is is, is pretty good. I always say there's room for improvement. But as I said, if you're above 60 on the platform, you're doing pretty well. And then you also have what's known as an industry SSI rank and a network SSI I rank. And for both of those, I'm in the top 1%. So my overall social selling index score is currently 83. And then my industry rank and uh, network rank is in the top 1%. So what I mean by industry rank, that is related to my sector, which is staffing and recruiting. 
Um, so I'm in the top 1% for that. And then with my network, obviously, that's related to my wider network, which encompass the, the legal space. I'm in the top 1% for that as well. But just a reminder for anyone who's just joined the room, if you want to know what your social selling index score is, you just simply have to go to linkedin.com forward slash sales forward slash SSI. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Robert. So what we're going to do is Robert's going to share a little bit more information about LinkedIn on how to use it to build your business and brand. He's going to give us some other tips for maybe the next five to seven minutes. And and then what we're going to do is I'm going to announce that hand raising will be on. So Robert would love to hear what other tips or strategies or hacks that you can share about LinkedIn. And then one thing also that we didn't talk about was I know LinkedIn has a feature that's similar to Instagram stories. Can you talk a little bit about that as well before moving on? Sure. So yes, so so LinkedIn does currently have uh, a story option. However, that is going to be removed at the end of this month. So LinkedIn has been trying to test really whether or not stories would work. And I think the general consensus from the majority of LinkedIn users is this. Mostly, most people didn't know it existed. Secondly, it's nowhere near the level of um, engagement or features or options that, say, an Instagram has. And and, and thirdly, I don't quite think LinkedIn is ready for, for stories. So they're going back to the drawing board where I think they're going to try and create a, a sort of quasi story with some sort of video with some social audio type options i don't know currently so it's a watch this space but i have found myself as one of the few people who's embraced stories very very powerful why it's similar to that of the polls it allows discreet people who don't necessarily want to be seen to be engaging with your content for whatever reason to still message you so if you put a number of call to actions and good content and human content in your stories i have actually been able to engage with followers and connections that historically would not have done so so personally i'm a big advocate of testing every feature linkedin brings out to see whether or not it works for you i think a lot of us just rely on what others say and somebody says it's rubbish or doesn't quite work i always believe try it for yourself and give yourself a period of time and make your own assumption from from that but yes stories are around so maybe chest drive them folks for the next two or three weeks while they're still here and then watch this space what linkedin comes back with something hopefully that'll be bigger and better in the next coming coming weeks and months so just in terms of some profile basics, and I think people, again, miss some of the, the profile basics. Point point one, I mentioned before, when you turn on creator mode, you have the option to, to record a video. With your mobile, particularly on the app, you have an option to record your voice. We're talking a lot about social audio and the power of voice. There is a microphone feature. So when you go to edit your profile on your mobile, you again can say who you are and you can say what it is you do, the problem you solve and how you help the community and what your mission is. But more importantly, put a call to action there. So think about it. So we're trying to get attention on LinkedIn. So if you have creator mode on, you've got a profile video, which is branding, you've then got a microphone video that has branded you. So before people have even scrolled down to your headline, you have two call for call to actions. Thirdly, you need to make sure you make the most of the banner. So on top of having a professional or a good looking profile picture that matches your other social medias for consistency and makes you stand out, 
I think you need to make sure you've got a good profile banner. So many people either don't have this um, at all, or they have a very general photo, or they have something disconnected from their brand. So again, if you're to go to my profile, I have a very, very simple banner which says, need help with your career progression. And a simple call to action, contact me and my contact number or my emails or my social media handles. And it's got a bit about my company and my podcast branding there, but it's visible on the mobile version and it's visible on the desktop version. And the reason I say career progression, not job, is because I want to start relationships. And not everyone is starting or always looking for a job, but everyone is always interested and curious about talking about their career from some point of view. So I'm very strategic in terms of how how I want to start my conversation. So for you, have a banner, showcase what is the problem you're solving? What is that solution? And have that branded up in your corporate colors so you stand out immediately when people hit your profile. Then you need to move to your headline. Again, the headline, gone are the days where you simply just have the title managing director or associate or whatever it may be. Your headline is more than that. LinkedIn has given us valuable digital real estate. It's a real opportunity to stand out. So again, you've got to get to the point quickly. So for myself, I've got a top 1% legal recruiter. So I've got some social proof, says what I do. And immediately I say, I help lawyers secure their dream job because at a quick glance, people want to know what it is you do and who you serve. And then you can use the rest of those characters for other things that you're involved with or extend your who you help and how you help them. So I'm a big advocate of really making the most of your headline. So do not just leave it at a job title because believe it or not, there's competition now on LinkedIn and people are spending and investing lots of money and time in their profiles. Don't just rely on your offline reputation. You need to be looking slick and up to date online and having some social digital proof, which I'll come on to talk about in a minute, to really optimize your profile. So make the most of your headline. So we've talked about headline. We've talked about the banner. We've talked about utilizing the microphone feature. We've talked about having a video. All of these things are super important as part of your profile. The next point to mention is the featured section, which I talked about earlier. This is another opportunity and another feature that um, LinkedIn has given us to help us sell our products or services and our personal brand. So again, if you go to my profile, I'm very strategic in terms of the three things that I have that you can immediately see in my featured section. So one of those is immediately I'm ripping up the recruitment rule, rule book. So I'm trying to build a community rather than a database. I'm talking to my audience in the fact that I am not just another transactional recruiter that's out there. I really do want to partner and build relationships and build community. And I have strong engagement on that post as well. The second point of I have in my featured section is I'm with the president of the Law Society in the United Kingdom. They are the most senior public figure related to the sector that I'm involved with. It's a photo outside the building and it showcases me doing a, a future collaboration with them. So anyone who wants to know my credentials or who I'm around, it immediately says, ah, okay, so he's a recruiter, he's in the legal world, he's got his own business, he's different, and he's actually around these sort of people, and he has some proven track record, which is backed up by recommendations and, and longevity in the role. So again, people can immediately form an opinion 
of you. So really utilize the featured section for what it is you do, the pain points you serve, or which can really help you stand out. Because again, you haven't even got to my job title or my workplace by the time you've hit the featured section. So I really, really advise people to be strategic in the featured section. Your about section, again, that needs to say a bit of a story, tell a bit more about you, but also how you're helping. What is the value you're bringing to LinkedIn? Why should people be visiting your profile? How are you standing out from everyone else out there? How are you separating yourself from other people in the marketplace? And then another thing I see commonly on LinkedIn, people don't always have their logos connected to their job title. You want to aesthetically look good online. So make sure that you have LinkedIn it to the company page so what i mean by that if there's no if there's no image next to the job make sure that you go back and reconnect it so you have the logo next to your job title it just looks better it looks slicker remember it is still a digital form of you it's a digital asset you have out there and people are going to be looking at the overall way you present yourself and Another important point I would mention is around the endorsements, okay? Again, a lot of people have lots of endorsements, but they're not strategic in the way that they're listed. You can only see your top three endorsements on your profile without people then having to click more. So it's so important that those top three endorsements are related to what you do and what you wish to be known for. So again, for myself, it's recruiting, podcasting and entrepreneurship. They are the three things connected to my creator mode hashtags, created to what I do and where I want to be known in my influence. And then again, I've got a number of endorsements related to that. So it doesn't mean that I've just started or I'm not as experienced or I don't have a track record because when people scroll down, they can see I've hit the maximum plus for for recruiting and it just helps. And then recommendations, you know, please, please remember, yes, you may have the best offline reputation. And I agree, word of mouth is still super powerful, but you need to have shout people shouting about you online so get some recommendations ask those clients to give you a recommendation follow up with people who said they were going to do it that haven't got around to doing it because the more recommendations you can have clearly the more of an authority you're going to be seen on online so there's just some initial additional parts that i would suggest when it comes to really optimizing and improving your profile and remember to get a higher social selling index score if you have any sections of your profile not completed or missing then that will actually rank your score lower so it's worth taking the time to really um, improve and update your your profile yeah that was so helpful robert you shared so many valuable tips about linkedin i almost feel like we're gonna have to do a part two pretty soon because that's a lot of information that we got and i think that we'd love to dive in okay i have one more question for you and then after that do we have time to take one or two questions i think you have to you have to be out of here in 12 minutes right yes that that's right yes i'm happy to try and help as, as much as i can Okay, so one question that I have is, is LinkedIn launching some new features that you have heard about that you're really excited about or looking forward to? What's the future hold for the next features that they're going to be launching? I will be super open with you, Dimple. If LinkedIn really cracks social audio, 
I think I'm off Clubhouse because my whole career, my whole network, everything I've built since I started as a professional is, is on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn has a real opportunity to get social audio right. And I know they're experimenting it. And I know there's been features, lots of examples, but they haven't really rolled it out to the masses. But that is the most I'm excited about. If social audio is done correctly, and that's why I'm a big advocate for doubling down on one platform. And by the way, I'm not a social media expert. I don't work for LinkedIn. I'm not trying to promote anything or, or getting any affiliation. It's just my own personal experience as a business owner and somebody who has used one platform for the last 10 years consecutively. If LinkedIn really does double down on social audio, the years of hard work are already there. I'm excited by that because I've got an engaged platform which I could go to. So yeah, watch this space. That's one I'm monitoring. Awesome. That would be so exciting if they end up doing that. And I'm sure all the social media platforms are watching what other platforms are doing and, and they're starting to think about it. I mean, we already know that Facebook went towards that. So yeah, that will be really interesting to see what happens. So thank you for sharing that. All right. So you guys, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to turn on hand raising and just note that if you do come up here and ask your question, this is being recorded for the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast and you may end up appearing on there for your question. So go ahead and raise your hands now and I will bring one or two people up because um, I think that's all we're going to have time for in this episode. So go ahead and raise your hands if you have a question about LinkedIn that you would like to get answered. We've got a couple of questions. So I'm bringing up Lillian and I'm bringing up Hatish. So Lillian, welcome to the stage. What question do you have for us? Oh, hi. Thanks for the opportunity. Basically, I'm a new business, but in essence, I've got 25 years experience and I'm just setting up my new business now or set it up really. And one thing I come across is that once I use LinkedIn, I think the issue is about I've not been around so for long. So it's about how do I grow my audience? And I've also got a company page. So the question really is, is it worthwhile having a company page or is it just best to just use my personal page to promote my business and grow my audience that way? This this is Rob speaking and Lillian, great to meet you. I think there there isn't a necessarily a right or wrong answer to this, but I will just tell you my own preference. I also have my own company page and I have a podcast page. I have personally doubled down on my own page and my own content. And as a result of that, that has then led it to business. I think there's a couple of things that you could do if you're quite new to LinkedIn. You want to be strategic in terms of hijacking audiences. So for example, if someone was a legal recruiter a good thing and i'm seeing this more and more now interestingly lots of my competitors are engaging in my content and they're liking and sharing a content a comment now a lot of you, you could think oh that's frustrating but that's smart by those particular individuals why because i've already got a really good engaged audience within the legal community so if they can comment insightfully on my content then that's going to help them get seen by potential clients and prospects so for your area and what you wish to be known for, I would strongly encourage you to follow and figure out and find out who those sort of influencers are within your industry and start commenting insightfully on their particular posts and liking and getting their attention. And that will immediately give you a boosted head start because LinkedIn, because the good thing about LinkedIn is comments are ranked just as much as actual creation of content. So they're very aware it's never going to be 
everyone on the platform as a content creator. I think that's what they would love, but I don't think they're going to see that happening in the short term. But what they want to do is really drive community and engagement. So if you comment insightfully on people who have large followings within your areas, it's a great way for you to then get noticed when you start your own kind of content sharing. But I would personally go very hard on your own personal page. And obviously, you can tag your company page and posts and in comments and so forth. And hopefully, from there, once you've built up enough of a following, you could you could look at the company page. But I would just double down your own profile for now. Yeah, that's a great tip, actually. Thanks ever so much for that. Thank you. Thank you, Lillian, for coming up and asking your question. Next, we're going to go to Hitesh. It's great to hear you, and, and, and thank you for organizing this event. My, my question is uh, uh, on LinkedIn. Recently, I got a lot of job offers from LinkedIn, and we do a lot of digital marketing, and where we penetrate the market through LinkedIn, and it's wonderful for us to be able to do that. But in many cases, we, we, we find a lot of uh, fake profiles and fake entities. And it's kind of dangerous. Do, do you have any thoughts on that, how to deal with that? There's a few things that I personally do whenever I'm checking a new connection or whether someone is, is genuine or, or not. Firstly, I will look at the the profile and I will see whether or not if, you know, I was mentioning before, if people have linked their current job to an employer, if there's no image there and it, there's nothing filled out, that is a red flag for me. If there is no no endorsements in the areas that they are um, claiming they are experts in, again, that is a red flag for me. If there's no recommendations in the areas of what they're selling, again, a red flag for me. If they haven't got a banner, if they haven't got a, a photo, all of these things that suggest to me that it may be a bot or it may be somebody who's fraudulent, I would not, I would not look to entertain. And another step further, you can obviously, if they do have a job title and they have an employer, you can obviously put that into Google because sometimes people put their company, their, their members of their teams or people on their company website. So you could cross-reference that to see whether or not they might just be new to LinkedIn or they might not be using LinkedIn as much. And so if it can be found there and it's genuine and authentic, that's just another way to help prevent um, you coming across people that obviously may be trying to to scam or, or be fraudulent on, on, on the app. So there's just a few things I do to try and avoid getting into any sort of hot water with uh, people. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Lillian and Hatesh, for coming up and asking your questions. I'm pretty sure that we're probably going to be doing a part two with Robert in a couple of weeks on LinkedIn again. Robert, this was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your personal use of LinkedIn, because I think the best part about having someone like you is you don't work for LinkedIn. You're not selling anything on LinkedIn. You're an actual user. And I think it's really gives the audience a great perspective when someone who is an avid user of LinkedIn you is utilizing it and shares their knowledge of how it's working for them and and also sharing your expertise and tips I wanted to thank you so much for coming today and joining us no it's my it's my absolute pleasure dimple I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it and if I was just to say some sort of parting concluding points with with regards to LinkedIn I would say you have to be consistent nothing comes overnight and the second thing is you have to get over yourself you know myself it I, I had a mental block I had a sort of physical block I, could, so I I'm not sure I can put myself out there I'm not sure if I am a creator what if people think this what if people think that ultimately if you've got a storage you've got a story you've got a message and you're trying to add value there will be a community out there on LinkedIn 
in. So get over yourself and get active and start being proactive. And I can guarantee you over time, LinkedIn will reward you. I think it's just the start for creators and it's an exciting platform to be part of. So I hope I've inspired a few of you to to get cracking. But thank you so, so much, Dimple. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you for everyone who attended today. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. And we will see you next time on Clubhouse. So make sure you join my club, Mess Rising Marketing. Make sure you follow Robert here and also on Instagram and connect with him on LinkedIn. Um, Robert, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And we'll see you on Clubhouse. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you don't ever miss an episode. And also, share it with your friends. Dimple would be so grateful if you could take a minute to leave a review and visit the podcast website to check out all the latest episodes at www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. That's www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. And follow Dimple on Clubhouse. Her handle is Marketing Expert and also join her mesmerizing marketing club also on clubhouse for live rooms on top marketing strategies for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to mesmerize their marketing.